You're listening to Off Topic with Big Woo and Friends. Streaming live on the Big Woo Radio app. Here's your host, Big Woo. Yo, what's up? What's happening? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Off Topic Sports. Your boy Big Wolves in the building. Got the fellas coming up. Got Donis Dottie Martin in the building with me right now. I'm sure JBJT, the big last pacify, they might show up with us today, but we're glad you're here with us. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Just listening live on BigWooRadio.com. Everybody's downloading the Big Woo Radio app at your Google Play Store. And all our folks that search us out on the podcast app on the iPhone, we appreciate that. We're going to shout out these sponsors and supporters real quick and get into some talk. Uh, some sports talk, some politics talk, some everything. We're going to talk about everything. It's called Off Topic, baby. That's how we do it. Uh, so shout out to Woodforce National Bank. Uh, go to woodforce.com. Men's Warehouse of Rock Hill, Gastonia, North Carolina, 24K Rides, TCB 5400 Club at 5400 Nevin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, we got um, Warm Publishing, Clover Parks and Recreations, Winthrop University, Clinton College, Porter Decals, the Hydrocephal Association of America. Please go to nomorebrainsurgeries.org. That's nomorebs.org. Primetime Players Basketball, Connected Group, New Soul Music, Black Toby Society, Spring Hill Credit Solutions, GraceSheepDigital.com, Below the Deck, Enterprise Management, SMG, Hats Off to You Couture, All About Us Radio, and um, yeah, that's it. Shout out to all our sponsors and supporters. We appreciate that. All right. Um, let me bring in my man. I think we got Adonis Donnie Martin in the building and James J.T. Thompson. What's up, fellas? Hey, man, what's up? Yo, what's up? Man, it's, it's been be in the building on this rainy Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. It's definitely a rainy Sunday afternoon. But today, earlier today, it was hot. Uh, well, it was it wasn't terribly hot, you know, yes, like a was. like a June, <laughs> like in a, uh, the end of June can be, you know. Uh, but this morning, I went out with uh, me and my son and uh, my granddaughter. We decided to go to the driving range because uh, I want to go play some golf. Got a buddy of mine that uh, uh, plays golf, uh, and he hasn't been out there like he like he. Um, you know, normally has been just busy doing stuff. So I decided to reach out to him and be like, hey, man, let's let's go play a round of golf uh, uh, this Saturday, which would be the 4th of July. So we'll get up uh, early morning. Well, it's not going to be that early. It's going to be uh, our tea time is at 1020. Um, and I, I decided, you know what, I haven't been I haven't been playing uh, golf. I don't, I don't play golf on the regular, but I had been to the driving range. A lot of people may know of the spot called Top Golf. Uh, there's one here in Charlotte. I think it, it originated in Florida. But it's a real cool place to go to to go drive some golf balls and have a couple of drinks and have some food. It's a really, really cool place if you hadn't been there. But it's called Top Golf and it's uh really nice. It's fun. And uh so I was like, you know, I better I better go out to the driving range or something and and you know, just practice a little bit, just to get my get my stroke back. Not that I really had a decent stroke or swing or whatever, but I went on Google. I, I I I checked out some stuff from Tiger Woods, and and uh, you know my last name is Woods. I'm just figuring. I'm just I'm a natural at it anyway. Um, but you know, <laughs> I used to be pretty athletic, you know, back in the day. So you know, I, I figured I could pick up golf. Uh, it's not a problem. But let me tell y'all something right now. 
about golf. Anybody that hasn't played golf and you're looking at it on TV and you're like, oh, man, this ain't nothing. It's just a, the luck of the draws, a lucky thing. You know, you hit the ball, the wind going to blow up. It's going to go where it's going to go. Uh, well, I'm here to tell you that uh, I used to think the same thing. I used to think the same thing. I, golf is just, you know, get it as close to the hole as you can and you either get it in or you don't. Uh, but it, 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 golf has a lot of moving parts, man. And it takes a lot of focus and, you know, technique. It's a lot of technique. And if you don't do those same techniques every time you you have to, if you're driving a, the ball down the fairway, if you don't do those techniques, you're going to look like a, a fool out there trying to play golf. Like, take Charles Barkley, for instance. I don't know if anybody ever seen Charles Barkley's golf swing, but it's horrific. It's terrible. And I don't even know why he even saw, called himself an avid golfer. <laughs> it's the worst thing you ever seen in your life. Uh, but I know why he probably don't, you know, focus because it is a strenuous task. I, I, I hit about, I probably hit about 50 golf balls today, this morning. And I swear to you, I felt like I played a full game of basketball, like just full court basketball, just going hard. I was sweating profusely and I couldn't stop sweating. Huh? Oh, I, th- I, thought, I thought Donnie said something. But I was sweating profusely. Then I came home and I slept for about two hours. I, I kid you not. Just from hitting golf balls off a tee for about an hour. It was the most exercise I've gotten in about a year. Just going to the driving range <laughs> and, and hitting golf balls off the tee. It was the most... I don't know if anybody here on the on the on the on the on the phone right now between JT, uh, Pastor Fight is on as well. Donnie, I don't. Donnie, have you ever been to a driving range and just just hit golf balls? Yes, I have actually golfing on a live course, golfing at a driving range, and miniature golf. So that's, that's <laughs> the extent of my golfing experience. But I have experienced all three of them and have done enough to know that and respect the game of golf to be difficult. And yeah. as we alluded to a little bit off air, when it comes to the guys in the PGA Tour, you count in walking the entire course, whereas the most of us are driving in the golf course. That just makes it all there in those hot suns and, you know, and, up and down hills all day. Luckily for you, the grass is cut pretty good. But other than that, man, yeah, golfing is an overall tough game. It's not easy. And swinging with precision is just as much skill as a batter with a baseball bat or um, or a guy shooting a basketball. Like, you definitely have to practice and get better at that game. And I don't care what kind of natural athlete you think you are, mm. you're going to have to take a lot of practice to get good at golf. Oh yeah, it's it's you're not just gonna walk up on the uh, up to the tee and be like, oh, I can hit this little ball. I, I, this is a, I used to play baseball. I can hit that ball. Uh, oh, I mean, you have to have your knee has to be so your fist, your the way you hold your hands, the way you swing that ball back and forth. Now, I I don't know, JT, JT, are you an avid golfer? Or have you just sometime have you been to the driving range or anything like that? Man, I master putt putt, man. <laughs> but uh, all that top golf and going to the driver range and stuff, man, I, I ain't never been out there. Like that. 
you know, but man, I'm gonna tell you what, man. It is a it's a it's and when you hit a nice ball, once you hit it, because I hit a couple of nice balls out of the fifty I hit, I probably hit ten good ones. Uh, but I I hit most of them, and I was shanking them to the right. I I got a lot of air time and got some distance uh, finally. But I I would I was shanking to the right and left, so I went to well, went back to YouTube while I was there, and I seen Tiger Woods was giving a, a little thing uh, uh, to uh, amateur golfers and telling, and so I I I listened to him and I I, I made the adjustments. But man, but when you hit it and you hit it solid, you get a nice hit. It's it's like it feels good. It's like when you make a three pointer on the basketball court. It just feels good when you knock it down, and that's what that was today at the driving range. Uh, Pastor Fight, are you an avid golfer? Have you have you have you been to driving range, or do you golf much? Describe avid. <laughs> do you go more than I play, once I play a year? Golf about once a week. Okay, okay, yeah, that's avid. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I play golf about once a week, especially over the summer. If I can get two or three times in a week, that'd be great. And I just heard you got tea time on the fourth of July. Yeah, uh, I, I love to join you. Well, come on through. But I, I, I know I play as much as I can. Um, I, I, I love golf. Um, I only, I've only been playing for going on two years next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I love playing the game. I played this past week on Friday, uh, in Shelby, North Carolina mm-hmm. and, uh, had a pretty decent round. Um, I didn't shoot good the first nine, but the back nine, I shot a 47. So wow. I'm, I'm kind of happy about that, even though, you know, that's, that's not, uh, PGA worthy, but you know, for, for two years of playing golf, I think that's, that's. That's one of my best rounds uh, yet. But, uh, yeah, no, I love the game of golf. I'm not a big uh, – I'm not a big um, top golf fan. It doesn't right. simulate real golf. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but if you're going to go to top golf, I would suggest you shooting on the bottom floor. Mm. Obviously, if you at least make contact on the third floor, it's going to go somewhere and roll. <laughs> you don't get a good simulation of real golf <laughs> if you're not on the first floor at least. Uh, so I would make that suggestion, and I, I don't know what floor you were shooting from. but <laughs> I, I think I was on the second floor. I've, I've been twice, and I think it was on the second floor. floor. Yeah. Yeah, I think the second floor is the main floor. So if you, if you, uh, if you go, I'm a member of top golf actually um it's, the membership is not expensive at all no. but uh, when they first came to charlotte i think it was like five bucks or 20 bucks or something like that for an yeah. eight like five dollars for the game uh, mm-hmm. but uh it was it's i haven't been to top golf ever since coronavirus hit i, yeah. I just don't you know sanitation stuff you know what i, I, I mean? don't even but, think they open but the golf course man like i said or they're not open during this time well nope. hey i go to the golf range uh, as much as I can, uh, my in-laws live close to a range, and um, when I drop my kids off, sometimes when they keep them, I'll stop on the way back to where I'm heading and get a few balls in, and then keep on going to where I got to go. But you're right; you burn some calories on a on, on the driving range about oh my forty to forty-five minutes. You're going to burn about two, three hundred calories mm-hmm. uh, just swinging clubs. Just swinging clubs, man, and it's it's just I mean. For anybody that really wants to learn, because I really want to learn, you know what I mean? I really want to get my technique down. I really want to be a, a decent a decent golfer because I've only been, I've only played a round of golf twice in my entire life. So I've been on the golf course and I, and I played in a tournament with some, I don't know why they asked me to do it, but it was a, it was a work thing. 
and they was like, "Hey man, you want you want to play some golf? With they having this tournament for work." And I was like, "Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll I'll do it." But they they regret they they regretted that after after they realized I, I didn't know how to play golf. Uh, but I was decent enough to for us to to to, to place or whatever. But uh, as a group, but it was mostly those guys, you know, that were uh, you know doing the doing the work, and I was just you know I'd have a beer or two and 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 they would they would swing. I I drive it off the tee and and they'll take it from there, or they they'll let if they get it close to the uh, the hole they'll let me put it in, you know. But but for the most part. Uh, I'm I'm getting better, and I want I want to get better. And every each time I go, I do get I start off terrible, but I get better. But man, for for those who don't golf and you don't go to the driving range, when you go to that driving range, be prepared to like like uh, Pastor Fight said, you you gonna burn calories. You gonna burn a lot of calories, and it took me by surprise uh, because I've only been to. Uh, a, a driving range where I actually just hit balls, you know, just drove balls off the tee for the entire hour or hour and a half that I was there. Um, because I went to the driving range once and it was like to warm up right before we played our round. And so I, I, I might've hit five or six balls and whatever, but to je- actually hit about 50 balls, it was fatiguing. And I had no idea that it was going to be that, draining and that much exercise so i'm i'm going i'm gonna go more often yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna go more often i can't get out i can't go and play basketball anymore my knees are jacked up i can't really do anything when it comes to that so uh working out you know i can't obviously can't go to the gym right now because you can't do it but this is this is how i'm gonna get my exercise and i'm i'm uh i'm i'm happy about it i'm happy that i was able to uh to get out there and you know my son, he goes he goes golfing quite often uh, with his father in law. They they go uh, golfing often. They they ask me from time to time if I want to go, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. But I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna start going golfing more often because that's the only way I, I, at 51 years old that I'm gonna be able to get my exercise now. So that's you know that's that's a, a good thing. Uh, but to all you folks out there, man, 704-489-3316, give me your experience with, with golfing, if you have any, if you, what your thoughts on it. Because a lot of people say, you know, that that really don't get out to golf. It's just like it's, it's easy. It's nothing to it. You know, you're on a golf cart and you're driving around, you're hitting balls, you're drinking beer, whatever. It's like, no, man, not if you really want to get the exercise. Well, you put the work in. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Donnie. I never say Here's my thing when it goes to golf, I, and I hate to be that guy. I've never said it's not difficult the same way I definitely feel like race car driving is not just going in a circle. That's difficult. I just don't know if I call those things sport. It's more a competition or a game mm. than it is sport to me because sport involves running, jumping, and contact. You know, so um, yeah. that's my definition of a sport. I know those things all technically qualify. But I feel as though like golf is more of a competition or a, a highly skilled competition and or game a sport. Yeah. But that's just my thing on that. I feel like sport. I like my sports to tackle or shoot some boots and run up and down the court. I'm stupid. I used to be in the same. Not a sport. Right. I used to be in the same vein. I, I'm not challenge. going. I don't I, until I'm until I'm in a NASCAR driving a NASCAR. I I just still can't. 
I don't know about NASCAR being a sport. I have I have changed my view uh, on on golf being a sport after I was at the driving range today. Um, I'm I'm all for it being a sport because I have never, I have hardly ever been so fatigued and standing in one place <laughs> swinging swinging hey, a little. Uh, and, the, and the golf club is not heavy. Say again. Uh, yeah, like you said, the golf club ain't heavy, but Jason Tiger Woods didn't get jacked up for no reason. Remember, like, when he was in the height of his prime, like, Tiger had rips. You know, he used to be skinny when he started. Then he had to put in some work. Yeah, yeah. You got to put in work, man. Cause... Get heavy after a yeah, after a while, uh, well, swing. People... Go ahead, Pastor. What I was saying, what a lot of people don't understand is golf is more technique than anything. What you got to understand is Tiger Woods in his younger years drove the ball just off of sure power and youth. He will tell you now after multiple back surgeries and off of, you know, just getting older, he can't swing like he used to. So now the technique has to be 100% on every swing to get the same distance on the ball as he did when he was going for it, you know, when he was younger because he was more limber. The yeah. older you get playing golf, the more your technique needs to be on point in order to make sure the ball still travels the same distance. And that's what golf is all about, mastering the technique. I mean, yeah. it's like muscle memory. Once once you once you get a muscle memory to the point like mm-hmm. Steph Curry to mm-hmm. shoot threes, it's same as with driving or making contact with the ball. Your muscle memory will help you every single time. Even when you're fatigued, your muscle memory will still let you get a good distance on the ball. I wish when I was – you know, when I picked up that basketball, I wish I'd have picked up them. I wish I'd got me some golf clubs too. But you know, it was it was it's it's more expensive to play golf than it is to just grab a basketball and go shoot hoops. So, uh, but I, I really wish. That's the way. Yeah, NASCAR. If for those you need to have money to play them, it costs you twenty five dollars to play basketball. One person got a basketball, ten people can be entertained. Just, um, you know, buy one baseball bat, one baseball, and a few gloves, and you got yourself a game. Football, you got yourself a game. Golfing and and right NASCAR and things, it, it keeps the you know the poor slash inner city kids away from those sports because it just costs too much money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I don't know if there. I've heard of programs that there may be some programs out there where, where kids can go and golf. And I think there should be like a a, a weekly thing, uh, 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 two weeks at at golf courses where they would invite, you know, kids to come and learn the game of golf. I, I'm sure there's some programs out there. If there's not, then there should be, especially at these uh, country clubs and there is. Places. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Because I I think if 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 uh, inner city kids understood, say, go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor. No, I would I would tell people that go to uh, firsttea.org. Um, First Tea is a is a organization that allows individuals to get their children involved. And if you can afford to send your children, that'd be great. But if you can't, they have scholarships and programs available because they want to encourage children to start playing golf early on, especially minority children to begin to start playing golf early on yeah. uh, because, you know, they, they recognize that it's not a sport that everybody has access to. So first mm-hmm. tee is, uh, is a real good company. And they got them all over, especially in the major cities, you know, Charlotte, Atlanta, all over the place. 
firsttee.org. Uh, that's good, man. And that can only help the sport of golf, you know. Um, and it just these misconceptions, you know, like when I was growing up, it was, oh, golf is for white people. Golf is for – man, golf is a good, is a good um, game. Uh, even if you just go to the driving range and you just try to get some exercise – Trust me, man. I, I I got some serious exercise today, and I'm 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 happy about that for real. Um, so it's something I'm gonna do going forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do me around the golf at least you know once or twice a month at least. You know I work a you know when you work a lot and you you busy you don't really get that opportunity. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take at least you know where I can get to a point where I can do at least once a week would be great but uh i'm gonna I'm try to i'm gonna try to go golf at least once a month at least try to go to the driving range uh two or three times a month if i can um but oh, uh pastor fight anytime you go uh, just let me know man i'll try to hook up with you go out there and, and, and knock some up some balls around with you this is a question man if you if you was you know sweating bullets hitting 50 balls how you think you're gonna do on on a course with 18 holes, man. Baby, <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Have to fight. Oh, yeah. There's no way I'm going to walk the course at all. That's, I'm not, that's not happening. I'm driving. A, I'm, I'm going to have to drive the golf court or walk or ride in the golf court with somebody. But, but yeah, I've, and, and 18 holes are strenuous, man. Well, send, me, well send, me, send, me, send me where y'all going to be. You say ten, twenty, three times. Yeah, we going. We it's going to be in Mount Holly in um at the at Green Meadows, Green Meadows in Mount Holly. But I'll, I'll send right. you the information. Never played there, but I never played there. But uh, I love the joint. Yep, absolutely. I'll put you on the list. There's only three uh, of us going right now. Four of us going right now. Uh, so yeah, it'll be. Uh, come on, tag along with us, man. It'll be fun. The more people, the better. Um, all right, so all right, now I don't drink out there though. Huh? I said I don't drink out there. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I mean a couple we might have a couple beers or something, but I ain't I ain't trying to be out there drinking either because <laughs> it's too it's too hard. I ain't be trying to drink and, and and try to be playing golf all serious too, because I ain't trying to hold nobody up. You know how people that don't really know how to play golf, they holding up people behind them and stuff like that. I ain't trying to be that dude. So, um, and everybody that I'm that, that I'm going with, everybody knows how to play. So I'll be the one that don't, you know, I'll be the, you know, the slacker out there holding everybody up. I ain't trying to do that. So I'm I'm trying to be serious, play. I ain't trying to be drinking no beers and, and half tipsy out there. Um, holding everybody up, especially as being the 4th of July. People going to want to go cook out and, and do whatever they're going to do. Yeah, JT. How you balance that off, man, is you, is, is you put the Big Woo radio thing on the on the golf cart and, <laughs> and, and you go at it like that. That, that way it distracts them away from what's going on on the court. Absolutely. There Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm become an avid golfer, man, and I encourage anybody that if you just want to get some exercise, go to the driving range, man. It's, 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 it blew my mind. It blew my mind how how hard it was because I was trying to be so serious about it and trying to be trying to keep that form and keep it. It's just about consistently, like you said, that muscle memory, Pastor, and once you get that muscle memory down, it just comes from 
you know, just like anything, just like shooting baskets. You know, you you the more you shoot, the better you're gonna get at it. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get at least decent. So when I go to the course with somebody, I ain't holding nobody up. You know, I ain't the one. You know, on a, on a par three. You know, I got I, I'm. It's taking me six shots on a par three. I ain't I ain't trying to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? So so I'm gonna I'm go out there and, and put in that work because uh, it's fun. And uh, it's the thing where people, we can get together. Something you can do during the COVID that you ain't got to worry about. You can, everybody gets to keep their distance or whatever, and it's all good. All right. So on, on another note, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just transition into this uh, political thing because I, I I'm I'm just so I'm just so over Donald Trump and and, and I thought I thought he could not surprise me or be do anything that was that was worse. Then he done the the day before. It's just like every day he tried to be more and more drastic, just more and more drastic every every single day. And so I don't know if y'all heard, but this morning, Donald Trump on Twitter retweeted a video. And in the video, there was guys on the golf court. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of why. Kind of goes hand in hand what I was what I was talking about. It was these guys in a place called the Village. It's a uh, senior citizen uh, luxury living place. <clears throat> Excuse me, a senior citizen lux- luxury living uh, apartment homes or whatever. And they they were headed to the golf co- golf course. It was Trump supporters, and then they were the protesters out there. Some people out there had a sign that said Trump is a bigot and a racist and they were, they were protesting and these were, these were people that lived there as well. Uh, and so the people with the golf carts were coming through and they had their Trump, you know, uh, signs and their Trump hats on the supporters of Trump. And so they were, they were fussing at each other. So the video showed a gentleman, uh, screaming out white power. He was on the golf cart. He was screaming out white power and whatever else. Another dude was screaming out, where is your uh, white hood? Where, where is your white hood? Because there was other those white people and, and black people that were protesting um, against Trump. And so the, the one dude said, where is your white hood to another white person? And then this other guy said, um, white power. And Trump decided that he was going to retweet that that video of the guy saying white power. Now, of course he didn't take it down. Like he was uh, immediately like, like any person would be once they realize, Oh, this guy said white power. It would take the video down. No, for the next three hours, Trump left it up on his Twitter. And then I believe one of a, a Republican Senator or Congressman, um, told him that he should remove it. And so he decided then, to take it down after the outrage came about it being up there, he decided to take it down. Now, after after that, of course, people was asking questions, wanted wanted a statement from the White House. Uh, so the statement came out that uh, Trump had no idea that the man shouted "White Power," and he just thought he was he just thought he was retweeting his supporters. Um, he thought he was retweeting. Uh, the, 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 the support that he was getting from his supporters, which we all know that's bull. I mean, cause the dude was, he was the main one on camera saying white power. That's the, just the thing that you saw. That's what you saw the most of. 
of him saying white power. I just I just don't understand how this can keep going on with this president. And Pastor Fight, maybe you could share some light on what can what else can we do when when we have this guy when we got this movement going on, this protest about about social injustice and racism and stuff like that and equality for everyone. And then you got the leader of the free world that on purpose, this was no accident. It couldn't have been, you wouldn't have left it up there for three hours if it was an accident because he was still on Twitter. It wasn't like he just tweeted that and then walked away from his phone and went somewhere for three hours. No. He knew it was there. He knew it was out there. He knew the outrage, the backlash that was coming back. Three hours, he let it roll out there. What? I I mean, how can you not expect people to go tear up stuff when you got the leader of the free world doing stuff like this? It just don't make sense. Well, uh, what we got to realize is, um, well, first of all, I'm, I was born in the 80s. I'm an mm-hmm. 80s baby. And at no point in my history do I remember our country being as, as divided as it is right now. Yeah. Um, I would dare say even with the election of President Barack Obama, we weren't we weren't great with at, uh, at equality. But I would say the president made marks at trying to be inclusive to all people. I mean, even when you look at the things he did in the sports genre about doing the brackets and making them public and, mm-hmm. you know, signing off on it, letting ESPN come to the White House. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was very inclusive from all different genres and walks of life, from farmers to athletics. to I mean, just this president has chosen a side and has yeah. alienated a whole other base. But in the same sense, he's handed out trinkets to the base Hey, see, look, I'm not that bad. I mean, when you look at his justice reform bill and you see uh, non-criminal uh, offenders, uh, non-violent offenders, rather, are being let go for you know drug crimes or heinous stuff like that, he signed that bill. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, a lot of black people benefit from that bill because there is no justice reform for somebody, let's say a white woman who paid $500,000 for her child to get into Ivy League school falsely versus a woman who falsifies a document so that her child can get to a better school system than the one that they live in, the sentencing is totally different. One Mm -hmm. gets probation and one gets five years of hard labor. I mean, these are actual cases that take place in our justice system. So when he hands out these trinkets to the black community or what looks like to the black community, it makes it seem as though you've got individuals who, who say, well, look, he's not so divisive because he's finding these things and he's talking these talks about doing different stuff. And so right now, I mean, he, the old saying says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And he's showing us that this is who he is. And doesn't matter what justice reform bill he has signed. This is truly who he is. Yeah, that justice reform bill. I'm a. I'm a. It's probably gonna sound crazy, and it, it might be far fetched on my part, but I think he done that 
because Kim Kardashian had more Twitter followers than him. And she was fighting for, you know, injustice and, and, and fighting for, uh, you know, people to be let out of prison. For, you know, she so she was since, since she was on that boat and she had way more Twitter followers. There's a reason behind what he does every time when it comes. If he does something that looks good, he's getting you better believe he's getting something out of it. You know, so Kim Kardashian jumps on the scene. She wants to be she wants to uh, for, for him that she reached out to him. And so now, from what I understand, this 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 justice reform bill was was in the in the making or in the in the works, you know, back in Obama day. And 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 so it came. I, I'm I'm just I'm just speculating here. I don't I don't really know for sure, but I do know that this dude is always up to something. And Kim Kardashian comes on the scene with all her millions upon millions upon millions of Twitter followers that I think she's got like a hundred million people following her. I'm not, that, I don't I don't know if that's correct, but I know he's only got thirty million following him. Now you got somebody. I'm on Twitter. I'll check real quick. Okay, uh, but I think Kim Kardashian has like a hundred million people following her. Something close to that. Some just ridiculous number. Um, and he sees this. <clears throat> Probably more Twitter followers than he ever seen in his life. He probably thought he had the most. And then Kim Kardashian comes. She want to do something, and now all this, all this TV coverage. She's she's a um, reality TV star, and he's a ex reality. Well, he's still a reality TV star, even as president. That's what he does. He's a reality. He he into reality TV, and so that comes along. So I, I'm just I'm just real slow to give him any credit for anything like that. Um something that he's just done on you know Kim Kardashian West has 65 and a half million followers 65 and a half million followers and in 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 uh Trump has like 30 million I believe um so he's seeing this and it's like oh this is an opportunity here you know yeah let's get some people out of jail <laughs> so I can pick up on these Twitter, so I can get this attention. That's all he wants is attention. You just like the photo op uh, at the church. Who does that? Who does that? And then to retweet somebody saying white power, like and, and act like it was an accident. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I was just uh, showing love for people that are supporting me. It's bull. I just can't. I can't get down with it, and we we got to do something. I don't, I don't. I don't know what what we can possibly do, but but JT, I I know this is something near and dear to your heart. This Trump conversation, and had you heard about this uh, retweet that Trump done this morning? Um, first, I want to give a shout out to the Chisholm uh, family that's uh, listening. Uh, Brian and Courtney appreciate the. Uh, uh, support uh, and I'm looking. Uh, Trump got 82.5 million people following. Yeah, him. I just saw that. 82.5 uh, million. I'm, I'm in awe of that. I'm in uh, 82.5 million people, and I know half of those people have got to be people that just you got to see it to believe it. And 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 I can't hit I can't hit the follow button Mm-mm. because I'd rather just go search it and look at it and just see it and be like, wow. So this is this is our PSA for the day about you know what I'm saying this is your brain and this is your brain on something else because it, to me I've never seen anything like this in my in in my lifetime so 
I'm just sitting here and like I didn't think he could outdo himself what he did a few days ago by saying that he was going to sign the bill and anybody that took down the statue was going to get like 10 years in prison. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and the, the day before that, it was something about the flag. And if somebody did something to the flag, you would get a year in jail. And I'm just sitting here like, we didn't live in the time of Hitler, but it seems like all of his spirit and all of the things that he was trying to incorporate, you know, incorporating in his time, Trump incorporates that mentality. And it's just, it's sad to me on so many different levels, you know. And I'm like, y'all pray for him because that's, that's really all you can do. Because in the mind and the mentality that thinks like that, you know, your mind is, and, 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 I, and I look at the rallies just for information and insight so I can talk on air about this stuff. Like this, at this rally in Arizona, there were a room people of, a room full of, of students, man. You talking about students, the next generation, students for Trump, students for Trump. They sat there out ninety minutes, man, and listened to this rhetoric from one thing to the next. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like what person stands up in front of a crowd of students and says, "Oh, well." Um, I think we're getting all these positive results because we're doing too much testing. Let's just stop testing. Like, Unbelievable. How dumb do you have to do be <laughs> to make a statement like this? I, I don't understand. Well, I will forever be scratching my head on the presidency of Donald Trump. And I can tell you, man, if people don't get out and vote in November, then we're going to be looking at four more years of the same crap. Yeah, and th- there's no way anybody can justify to me I, I, that you would be going to vote for him over Joe Biden. Now, look, Joe Biden is is really no no angel, or he's he's had his his uh, uh he's got a, a a track record that that's going to follow him from from way back when. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. You know, he sat in the presidency or as vice president for eight years under Obama. And if that didn't change you as a person, um, then he just got his own set of issues. But I really don't believe Joe Biden would do any of this craziness that we're seeing from this dude today. There's no way that you can justify to me. That. Trump would be a better president over Joe Biden. Trump would be, hey, well, wouldn't, wouldn't be a better president over me. So, and I don't have no experience in politics. I would, I would, I would rather people vote for me over John, uh, Donald Trump. Go ahead. Go ahead, JT. I got a question for, um, a question in on the, in the, uh, mailbag for Pastor fight. Okay. Um, past the fight the question is from courtney chisholm she says what is the difference if we're saying black power then what is the difference um in white people saying white power why why are we condemning one and advocating for the for the other that's a great question and you know for one the one for an individual who um you know obviously would see that and would say, well, you know, everybody should take pride in who they are, right? That's just a natural 
thought process. The problem uh, with the idea of white power becomes that white power is the slogan for um, Hitler and anti and and supremacists and like basically white supremacy. So uh, uh, the 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 impetus from which that is birthed speaks towards racism. And then on the other side of it, even if you don't have that historical context, white people have never had a problem with being in power. <laughs> so uh, it's just perpetuating the same thing we've had. When you look at the presidents of the United States, for one, we've only had one. It was dark. Uh, all the other ones been white. So white people in, in, in general have never had to fight to be to have a seat at the table. So to be able for them to say white power just perpetuates the power they already possess. Uh, black people have to take pride in who we are because we're still fighting to even get in the room. Forget about a seat at the table with your name placard down there. Uh, we got it. We got, we're still fighting for the opportunities just to 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 get close. I was playing golf with somebody on Friday, and uh, it was a beautiful golf course we were playing at. And I said, man, I just wonder who lives in these type of houses. And the guy I was playing with said to me, he said, you know, a lot of people living in these houses inherited their wealth. Mm -hmm. They're not doctors. They're not lawyers. Their parents died and they got a whole bunch of money. How many black people, if their parents died right now, that that child would be better off than what they were before? This is what's Mm -hmm. important for each generation is for us to continue to build something for our, our children. So that when 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 we die or when I die, my kids can live out on that golf course because I've worked so hard to fight so that they can have a fighting chance mm. at at least having what remotely is close. And that's why black power is so important over white power, because they don't have to fight for the power that they already possess. Mm. Go ahead, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let me go right into the, the end of where Pastor Fight left off at with the fact that, um, like you said, in my family right now, my daughters and probably more so their children are going to be the first in my family to be able to generate a benefit from generational wealth. Because once I pass on, they're going to get my mother's house. My mother had three children, none of, and I'm the only one of her kids that have it. So they're going to get my house, my brother's house, my sister's house, my mother's house, and whatever they acquire in their life. And then they'll be able to finally hand those things down to their children, whether they keep the properties as assets and just have rent money coming in, or whether they sell them and use the lump sum to buy a golf course house. But we never had that luxury because our grandparents weren't even allowed by law to own homes. And then, therefore, as renters, they had to pay more than what the home was worth, with to and, and they, a.k.a. put profit into the hands of more white people without any chance of ever owning that property. So that we can go on for, for days about why we don't have anything to hand down, but that, that starts right there why we don't. So finally, like you said, it is our responsibility now to make sure that our kids and our grandkids finally do have those hand-me-downs and can have, you know, a head start on life. Like you said, these people ain't paying nothing for these $500,000 homes. That's great-grandma left that money, you know, when she had that property that she paid pennies for years ago. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. anyway, to get into the whole black power, white power thing, black power, nobody has any problem with Italian pride. Nobody has any problem with you being proud to be German. Nobody has problems with you being proud to be, you know, from France or whatever. Those are, 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 are loyalty to your nationality and therefore into your heritage. White power in particular is just the is just what Pastor Pite alluded 
to. It's the domination of other people when you just say white power. Black power came about because we as a group had to get together just to fight for equal rights and yeah. not, not just to be even considered human. So that's where the origination of having black power started. It's like, hey, you were taught for so many years to be ashamed of your skin and that you were lesser for that. So, no, have pride in who you are and who you were born and realize that if you are alive right now in the United States of America, the survive, you were some, your family has had some of the strongest, most advanced, not advanced, but, you know, the strongest, most intelligent slaves. Because all the rest of them got kids. You better believe that. So if your family bloodline survived and you are still alive in the United States of America, you do deserve to be proud of that because yeah. a whole lot more did not make it. So that's where black pride stemmed from. Like Pastor Fife alluded to, white pride is directly the opposite of that is, no, we're going to keep you all down. You know, right. it, it's not because well, I'm just happy to be a white man. It's no, I'm happy because the power that I was already God given, well, not God given, but given by birth because of the way that the United States system was set up. And when, and let me just say this one more thing, but because this has nothing to do with white power in particular, but when they say that we ain't American, we just as American as them, I ain't going back to nowhere because if my people built this land for free. We weren't just picking cotton in the field. We were also doing, you know, working in your stores, sweeping up your streets, going doing your office work, taking care of your damn accountant, everything else y'all had to do Kids. for free back then. So we just as responsible, if not more, for the condition we are in the United States of America. So I ain't going nowhere because my people built this. So Absolutely. that's where black pride comes from. And that's the difference between black and white power. Yeah, and I got to say this, though. I got to say this. Uh, white power, of course, we, we know what that generated from. And black power, we know what that generated from. And it's, it's more of a pride thing. But but in today's environment, I don't want I don't want neither one of them to be one of the things that you shout at a protest. Black power, black power. Uh, it, it just it just don't seem right or fair to me. I wish I wish <clears throat> in a situation like that, when we want to do when we, we, we and we want to be proud and 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 ex, ex, uh, express ourselves black and I'm proud. I would I would rather we chant black pride, you know, opposed to black power, because it almost it almost seems in this environment, it almost seems. um and I don't. I don't think I want to use the term unfair because of all the unfair treatment that we've had as a uh, as black people throughout the years. But I, I would I would say it's 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 um well I'm gonna just say it's not fair to white folks and Mexican folks and Italian folks and everybody that's fighting alongside of us. You know I I, I don't want us to not be proud, uh, but. I, it's just when you say power, it just it's just taken so out of context with so many different people, and and so that we can keep our our you know uh, white brothers and sisters and and you know Asian brothers and sisters and Mexican brothers and sisters and Italian brothers and sisters all on one accord. I, I would I would advise to not chant black power. You know, it just. It just, it just don't seem right to me, and 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 I get it. I know what it's, I know what it's about, and I and I know the difference between white power when people, some people chant white white power, and I know the difference when somebody was is, is shouting black power. It's more of a pride thing, and more of know your heritage type of deal. Uh, know that you are powerful as a black person, um, but I w- I would 
I would stay away from it if it was me. If I was having a protest and I was chanting some stuff, I would I would stay away from it. That's just me. Um, but but I, thanks you guys for uh, explaining to our listeners and uh, letting them know what the difference is uh, for that question. And thanks for the question from the from the listeners uh, to pass the fight. We all jumped on it, but you know we you know we all got something to say about about things and. Um, and that, and that that was really cool. That was a really good question, and uh, uh, I hope we can get some more questions from people uh, as we go forward on this radio show on every Sunday at six p.m. For those of you just joining us and you didn't know what time we came on, but you just jumped in, we appreciate it. It's at six p.m. every Sunday, Tuesday. Off topic sports. Uh, well, off topic sports on Tuesday. There's off topic sports today. Tuesday is the Bruliana show, seven p.m. The Poetic Goddess Nyana Renee, JB, Mr. 299. And of course, Friday, we got the Floetic Poetry Show with uh, Nima Shining Star L, who is an author and a poet and an all around talented lady in her own right. And of course, JT and myself are also on that show. Um, so def- definitely tune in, check us out. And um, JT, you got an over and under for us? Yeah, man, I got a good one. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get back to some sports. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with JT's over and under. We're going to take a real, real quick break. And we're going to come back and we'll talk some sports to t- to round out the show. Oh, man, JT's over and under, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What up, people? This is Mr. Dark Eye, CEO and manager at New Soul Music Record Label with a special public service announcement for all up-and-coming artists in the Rock Hill, Charlotte area and around the world. New Soul Music now offers artist management, production, marketing, and promotion for all up-and-coming artists. If you are in need of a management team, look no further than New Soul Music Record Label to help position you for success in your music careers. You can hit us up today for your free consultation at 803 seven zero five six one eight or email us at new soul music 14 at gmail.com once again that number is eight zero three four seven zero five six one eight or email us at new soul music 14 at gmail.com let's build your future in music hey, hey, hey this is james jt thompson from big woo radio hats off to you couture everything is made not manufactured your one-stop shop for handmade hats and more how to get in touch with them? www.etsy.com slash shop slash hats off to you couture. Officially endorsed by Big Woo Radio. Radio. Hey y'all, I'm Nima Shining Star L of Nima Girl Productions and every single Friday you can catch me at 6pm Eastern Standard Time hanging out with JT and Big Woo. We are Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio where every Friday we let it flow with Flowetic Fridays. And we also hit you with some black in effect because black history is every day, all day. And if you didn't know, now you know. And for all things Nima Girl Productions, go to my social media pages on the Nima Shining Star L. You can get information on the upcoming book, Peace Queen, Can You Hear Me? And check out the book, Peace King, Can You Hear Me? So, for all things Nima Girl Productions, check out social media, Nima Shining Star L. And if you're not checking out Big Boo and the crew on Sundays at 6 p.m. on Off Topics, you better be checking out my Facebook Live with Thoughts Provoked. That's right, Thoughts Provoked. Every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where every topic is a hot topic. So, there you have it. 
I'm Nina Shining Star L for Nima Girl Productions, hanging out with Big Woo and the crew on Big Woo Radio. You know how we do. Hey, y'all. Listen to Big Woo Radio. I want y'all to listen to Big Woo Radio. Please listen to. Let me clear my throat. I am the legendary DJ Cool, and I don't care what nobody say. Woo Radio is the best radio station. Period. All right, and I said that, and I meant that. You're listening to Big Woo Big Radio. Welcome back to the program. Uh, that's my man DJ Cool shouting us out. We appreciate that DJ Cool. That's his new jam. Cha cha cha. DJ Cool. All right, we've been in some uh, pretty uh, good discussions today. You know, we talked about golf. We talked about um, uh, Trump and his uh, racist antics, and uh, you know. It is what it is. You just got to do your due diligence. Get out to the polls. You got to vote. You got to make sure this dude, I ain't going to tell you how to vote, but we just got to make sure we get better people in office all across the board, not just president, but your local your local governments. Uh, go out and check the, those people out. Do your due diligence. Do your research. And uh, put people that you think have are cut out for the job, and have the people's best interests at heart, not their own best interests at heart. And that's it. That's all we got to do, man. And I mean, it sounds simple, but it, it really is. It's, it's not that hard. All right. So uh, we got my man JT in the building. We got Adonis Dynamite. We got Pastor Fight here with us today. And um, we about to get into this uh, over and under. So JT said he got a good one for us today. So we about to get into it. Hold tight. Is it over? Is it under? It's time for JT's Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. Over Under. All right, JT, what you got for us, man? All right, man, check it out, man. I got three things that caught my attention this week that I want to throw out there to y'all to get the perspective on. First of all, the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers was canceled along with the Hall of Fame ceremony, it is moved to 2021. Morehouse College also canceled their fall sports uh, um, for 2020. And it said, we're not doing it because of COVID-19. And the third thing, um, 16 of the 326 NBA players were tested for um, COVID-19. And 16 of them came back with uh, positive results. My question to y'all, given these events right here, do we see football and basketball this um, fall? Ooh. I'll, I'll start, I'll man. lead it off. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Donnie. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say, I think we should not. I have reached that point, like, with the numbers going up and the fact that we won't get this thing. And, and we were supposed to slow down as the weather got hot. But we're actually having that exact opposite effect. And what happened is – we couldn't sit our butt still for three funky little weeks and let this thing get past us. It was just too impatient. We had to rally at, at courthouses with guns in our hand and not us, but 
rally at courthouses with guns in our hand because we want to go back outside. We can't tolerate being stuck in the house. The same people that spend all their life stacking up pounds of food before for the for the free, you know whatever the holocaust what Doom, doomsday the preppers not orders, but yeah yeah all of them people as soon as you got to use that stuff now you don't want to you want to come back outside we could as soon as we let this thing pass quarantine ourselves stay home the grocery store trips just aren't that important ever shut this place down we can get over it but until then, it's going to continue, and we can't allow things to open back up. We can't put our athletes in danger. We can't do any of those things. So I honestly hope we don't have a season. And more importantly, I hope we honestly take a serious look into really shutting this country down for at least three weeks so that we can actually see if we have a fighting chance of getting rid of this thing. Yeah, Donnie, I'm, I'm, as much as I want a football season because I really think this is the Cowboys' year, um, I, I'm willing to shut it down, you know. Um, yeah, man. But then, if, I mean, even if you do that, I mean, are people going to really do what they're supposed to do? I mean, you can shut it down and, and hope for a vaccine. Well, I think you got to shut it down until the vaccine's over. As much as I don't want uh, our militia patrolling the streets of the United States of America, yeah. if that's what it has to do, in order to enforce people to stay at home. But if you give them nowhere to go, then you you, you have to right. stay home. You know, right. you shut down people and don't allow people to go. It has to go down every now and done. But we're getting to the point where you absolutely have to. And last time we said only essential workers. Well, 58% of the country ended up being essential workers. So you really didn't shut anything down. So um, you got to do what you got to do to get rid of it. I saw them videos when the COVID first hit. Where if you got caught in the street with I- India, you would get hit with a cane. And like <laughs> you, you, you know, that's what you needed to do. Get in the house. This thing is serious. Like, so I don't want us to get to that point. But if that's what it takes in order for us all as a mass to be safe, then we got to do what we got to do. Somebody has to make that executive decision at some point in time to take care of the the, the mass of people because the numbers ain't going down. Well, we know who ain't gonna make well, a tough decision. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's his answer to it. Stop testing, and we won't know who's got it. And that, yeah. does, that just don't make no damn <laughs> sense. That don't make no sense at all. So we know he's not gonna make the the decision to shut anything down because he's too worried about the economy and getting reelected. Uh, but I got news for you, Trump. I, I, you're not gonna get reelected. I, I, I can't see it. If if, if he does. Then I know something ain't right, because there's no way in 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 the majority of the people he didn't get he didn't get the majority of the vote the last time. There's no way he's going to get the majority of the vote this time. So I, I don't know. But anyway, um, I just don't believe that we should continue to to take risks just for the purpose of entertainment, just for the purpose of having football or basketball. There's just this is bigger than that, and I, I think we should. Uh, I think they should just shut it down, and and keep it shut down until until we are truly truly safe, and uh, until our, our athletes are truly truly safe. Could you imagine? I mean, uh, if something was to happen to these athletes, and uh, God, I hate to even think about it. I hate to even think about something happening to these guys, and 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 one or two or three or four of them die. Um, because we we need to see basketball, we need to see football. It's not that important. Um, Pastor Fight, what do you think? Give you the last word. 
I, I would to have a season this year so that Dak can sign a long-term contract. Because <laughs> if, if you go a whole year on the franchise tag and you pay that man that guaranteed money and he don't take one snap a oh. long-term deal, that's a waste and a horrible sign of leadership from Jerry Jones. It, mm. I mean, it's just horrible. So uh, I'm leaning on the side of not having uh, uh, not having uh, NFL season, not having anything until 2020, 21, rather. Yeah. I mean, it would well, suck. It would be an awful year. But the family, the rest, the coach, the, the staff members, the referees, the broadcasters. Yeah. I mean, however you try to roll out sports, you're putting all the people to make that happen in danger. Because you don't know, once they leave you, the arenas as much as possible. But once they leave, you don't know what these players are encountering. And if you're not going to test them every time they go from state to state, city to city, in arena to arena, which is so much money that most of these leagues are not willing to pay to do all of that, it's better mm-hmm. to just keep everybody safe and cancel everything until the country can manage these numbers. There it is. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Pastor Fight. Appreciate you, Donnie, JT, everybody listening. We definitely appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, continue to support us on all our social media, at Big Wood Radio on everything. Be sure to download the Big Wood Radio app in your Google Play Store or search us out on your podcast app on your iPhone. We definitely appreciate that. So uh, that's it for us, man. Everybody stay safe. Be well. Be healthy. Be blessed. On behalf of my man, James J.T. Thompson, Adonis Donnie Martin, J.B. Mr. 299, Nima Shining Star L, the Poetic Goddess, Nayana Renee, Big Les, Lil Bucky, Pastor Fight, All About Us Radio. I'm Big Woo. This is Big Woo Radio. Peace. God bless. We out. In order to avoid contamination, the game is full of garbage, nothing about it that's motivate. I listen to your bars, I'm disappointed in y'all. Thought y'all was working, can't believe what I walked in on. When I came through that door, folks said it at 94. Told my brother, everybody know that man got flow. He'll force to be reckoned with. The beast is dated, but the razor shall flow. We'll leave it decapitated. You debated if you had a You're different listening to Big like, Radio.